Is that a machete in your pocket, sir, or are you just happy to see me? I'm just saying, why wouldn't you check the back seat? I'm just not here for it. I kind of enjoyed the axe to the face. Ooh, hey there, Mr. Monster. So, chill or kill? already on oh i'm going for it i ain't even got imdb up you have not gotten your let me just get it on up i gotta have my imdb up for this recording because you know we about to get into some netflix Netflix and kill Kill. how you like that brandon oh i love it how you like that branding all right good job let me tell you what netflix has never seen better times honey (laughs) (laughs) listen that is the truth. I'm going to tell, look, Netflix, yes. the last little man sitting in his home alone by himself that was debating getting Netflix has hit the subscribe button, says, we all quarantined. We ain't doing nothing but watching Netflix because we're Americans. The Italians are going out on their balconies and playing pianos Making and violins and singing together as a community. If you haven't seen it, Google it. It actually is pretty, pretty adorable. I cried. But over here in America, we just fucking watching streaming services. Listen, over here in America, if you go out and try to play your fucking violin on your porch, your neighbor tells you to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Absolutely. That's what happens here in America. So uh, the only thing that we can do is sit back and watch our Netflix, our Hulu, our HBO Go. Our Shudder. Shudder. Who still won't sponsor this motherfucking show. Hey, at Shudder. Wait, that doesn't work. I'd be you tagging them all the time. Shutter. No, you can't. I don't think it works like that in a podcast. That'd be awesome if you could, though. I'm tagging them all the time. I'm just steady trying to engage, and they are like, we don't fucking know you. They Who have their you? hand up at their eyes, I'm gonna and they're like, no, 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 no. They, they better not be like that, because I'm going to tell you what. I remember Shudder when it was nothing but just one page of, like, 10 movies. Yes. And that was it. Yes. And I still didn't subscribe then. We're subscribed. <laughs> I know, but I didn't subscribe then is what I'm saying. I still looked at it and was like, mm, trash. Oh, so you're trying to tell them you didn't have time for them when they were, when they were an ugly duckling. Yeah. But now you want their sponsorship now that they're not. A thousand percent. <laughs> Typical But man. listen, I remember when they were like that. But why the fuck are we even talking about Shudder anyway? We're on Netflix. Like. It's no. not the correct brand. It's a tangent. This is not Shudder and, and Stutter. Or Look, girl, our brand is tangents. Damn. And these people right now, they're quarantined. They ain't got nothing better to do than listen to us. That's that, why they're that tuned the in here truth. today. Ain't that the motherfucking truth? You ain't got shit to do. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for some of our people that got kids, though, but like. Here's the thing. Unpopular opinion. I understand it is stressful. I understand it's a difficult time. But if you fucking hate your damn kid so mm-hmm. much that you can't spend like a day you got people out here complaining after fucking 12 hours of quarantine oh yeah, yeah. and i'm like baby if you hate your kids so much that you can't spend like 12 hours with them maybe you ought to spend the quarantine thinking about where you fucking went wrong as a parent you know what i oh, mean oh i which is uh definitely why i don't have kids yes 
Except for you, I I feel bad for the um, folks who have special needs children who actually have a team of people to work with them and their kid and have a routine of like normalcy to help, you know, autistic kids and Mm. all kinds of kids that have special needs. Like that's who I feel bad for because a lot of the centers, like I know um, the ARC, which is a big special needs, um, like facility out here where we work. Facility has closed. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, all yeah, their, yeah, and all their extra programs all and stuff. So I, I feel bad for those people. So yeah, definitely. Shout out to all y'all doing your best. You doing the just damn trying thing. Trying to get by, mm-hmm. and we're here to provide you with thirty to forty-five minutes of mindless content, mm-hmm. so that you can maybe it, have a laugh. It's most definitely not entertainment. No, <laughs> I mean it's, it could be entertaining. You know, don't is limit it, us. Is it though? The, the sky's the limit. I don't think are we listed as entertainment. An Apple podcast. I think we're listed as comedy, <laughs> which is a form of entertainment. <laughs> we're listed as comedy. That's funny. <laughs> Maybe uh, we should change it to tragedy after this fucking intro. Fucking, anyway, yeah. What movie are we talking about? What I don't movie know. So listen, I've been trying to get uh, this on the books to record and watch for a minute, and so I suggested this. We didn't go by our formula that we did what was it like a couple episodes ago where we did the uh like guess a random number and all that crap no i knew i wanted to watch this and that was train to busan i watched this uh like a couple of months ago and absolutely fell in love with it and it's not like the typical movie that i would really like because it is a zombie film and i'm not about that zombie life just yeah. not into it. Yeah. Um, I was very shocked when you were trying to get me to watch this and you were like, it's a zombie movie. And I was like, I mean, I didn't think you were into that, sis. I'm not. I'm not, typically. So if you are new to Netflix and Kill, how this works, uh, this little setup that we've got going on here for you today is that we uh, we watch a Netflix horror film uh, and then we talk about it here and we will go through sort of like a quick synopsis first. Uh, I actually also got you your, uh, spoiler alert. Did you? I got you your spoiler alert. Oh my alert. God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you listened to our Netflix and kill, you would have heard it last episode, but anyway. Oh shit. It's fine. <laughs> Sometimes. Look, I'm, I'm a businesswoman. I'm a businesswoman. I'm a busy I'm, girl. I'm just going to shut you down there. <laughs> I'm just going to shut that down. Real quick. Uh, um, and then so. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait to go listen to it now. Yeah. So we'll throw up a little spoiler warning and then we'll get into some like spoiler discussion points. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll rate if we chilled with this film, meaning uh, we fucking loved it or if we're going to kill it, meaning we fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we're going to get into Train to Busan, which is a 2016 South Korean action horror film. And I am here to say, uh, stop sleeping on these, like, Korean horror films, these Indian horror films. Like, we've seen some really good ones Mm -hmm. and reviewed some, like, great films. So, Well, that's just, like, the director... Oh, go ahead and finish your point. <laughs> just go because ahead, I started with a fuck. It's fine. <laughs> go ahead. Um, <laughs> it no, like I'm good. just saying, like, <coughs> don't let... Thanks for that call. Oh, my God, I got way. the corona. <laughs> oh, my God, it was a dry call. She's turning into a fucking zombie as oh, we speak. Oh, fuck. Um, no. Uh, don't let, uh, like, subtitles and things like that, like, steer you away from good horror mm-hmm. because you're really fucking missing out on great great films the great winner works of the winner of best picture 
which is not always, this is not the indicator of like the height of film, but um, the winner of Best Picture at the Oscars this year was actually also, it was a movie called Parasite, which mm-hmm. is, if you haven't seen it, you should go see it. Um, it's super fucking good. And the director of that movie actually said, um, don't let the two inch tall barrier of subtitles keep you from experiencing art. Which is so, like, absolutely. This film, the last film that we did with Game Over, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So so this is something of a, like, an action horror film. Yeah. Which is also something that I don't typically like. Like, yes, we already have zombies, but we also have, like, very action-oriented, right? Um, And... So the familiar, the film premiered uh, in the midnight screening section of the 2016 Cannes Film Festival on the 13th of May. We love a midnight screening. We, we do. love a midnight show. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. Uh, and then on 7th, this is how you know I'm reading from Wikipedia because it says on 7th August. <laughs> <laughs> on August 7th, the film set a record as the first Korean film of 2016 to break the audience record of over 10 million theater goers. Wow. So, uh, yes. That would so, not stand in the days of the fucking coronavirus. No, it would not. <laughs> you, can't, but, you can't have that big of a crowd. But it's topical. It is. It is topical. It so is. essentially the film is set up um, that you have this father figure and uh, his daughter who start out. Um, obviously that these, it's obvious that these, this dynamic is very strained. Um, mm-hmm. Her father is a very, uh, he's, a businessman. He's, he's a stockbroker. He's a businessman. Which is the worst kind. Um, is a stockbroker? He said hedge fund man. Not hedge f- or a fund manager. Is that the yeah, same thing? Kind of. So it, uh, it's sort of, it's it's adjacently in my realm. But like, um, if like what I do is like a mom and pop business. It, for those of you who don't know, I'm a financial planner. Um, I know. Shocking. Shocks uh, me. Even to this day. What a turn of events. Um, But if what I do is like mom and pop business, like on a one-to-one, like really personal, like sort of thing, like what they do is like a fucking, I don't know, like the owner of McDonald's. Like it's just very impersonal and very like edgy and glitzy and glam and like everybody wants to be like a Wall Street trader, but really they just do a lot of cocaine and they fucking fail up hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they just keep failing up until yeah. they middle until they uh, eventually like jump out of a fucking window or something. Yeah, I hope much. there aren't a lot of stockbrokers that listen. I don't. Think, I can't imagine there. I don't be, think. Though. I I don't think. Little do we know, there's like a stockbroker haunted heart fan club off in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. They get together weekly. Oh shit! And they're just I'm really sorry, feeling guys. like Look, they're really feeling some type of way right now. Get together. Email the haunted heart podcast at gmail.com. Let's have a fucking conversation. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's I love to talk about it. I talk about it for a living, in fact, so, on yes. this fucking podcast. She does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes. So he is. He'd be know, working all the time. Working. He'd be seeing kids. Not paying attention to his kid. And that's not good. Uh, so he is escorting his daughter on this train uh, to Busan. There you go. There you go. Uh, to meet his ex-wife. And that's <laughs> according to the. Uh, to the captions when his ex-wife calls. It's literally titled ex-wife. So we love that. Um, so, which I'm guessing is just so that, you know, they his ex-wife can see their child, I'm assuming. 
Um, and it kind of just all takes place from there. They get on this train and then like the action really just fucking balls to the wall, like hits you, um, after that point. Mm-hmm. So I think with that, we can probably throw up a spoiler warning. Ooh, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning, spoiler warning. Uh. <sighs> No. What was that? That was my getting ready for spoiler. No, not That's into actually it. the sound clip. Is it really? No. Is it just you fucking no. having one? No, not at all. <laughs> okay, so here's what we loved about this movie. The fucking supporting characters. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Our main character, he was he was I. Um, I was with the journey that he was on from working too much and not paying attention to his kid mm-hmm. to realizing that his kid is the most important thing and the reason for him living his fucking life and then having that like full circle like like revelation. But that story has definitely A been told before. It is a bit of a trope. And B, it was just so fascinating to watch the supporting characters in this film. And that's where I felt like my attention being drawn. Should we talk about our man? Oh, fuck yeah. Let's talk about our man. So there is a support, one of the first, I think he's one of the first characters we meet, yeah? Yes. One of the first supporting characters? The, yeah, one of the first major um, supporting characters that you see um, in the film. He's this, like, really big, not big, but he's just, like, a strong-ass man. Yes. So the first time we see him, he is wearing a, um, he's he's wearing a blue blazer, right? Royal blue blazer. It may have been, like, velvet. It may have been velvet. And then he had, like, a, like, a thin but very long off-white ecru colored. We could say it was ecru. We could say it was eggshell. Uh, scarf. A la, like, very David Bowie. If David Bowie was, like, a ripped-ass Korean man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but actually, I should say American man because he's an American citizen. So it's because I looked him up. He moved here when he was 19. So um, he was, so we meet him. His wife, um, essentially what happens while we're on the train to Busan, we have one crazy person running, and she's not doing well. She's like a teenage no. girl. She's not doing well at all. Uh, and she runs and, like, gets on the train, and she has, like, a, she's bleeding from her legs. She's, again, not doing well. She pulls herself into the bathroom and um, is trying to, like, patch up her leg or whatever. She ends up coming back out of the bathroom, and at that point, she dies. She did. Comes back as a zombie. She then bites the, like, I guess... Train attendant? Train attendant, I guess is what they would be called. Um, She bites the train attendant, turns her into a zombie, and then it just goes from there, right? Yep. Just pandemic level, we could say. Oh, yeah. On this train. Um, So then we have this whole car of fucking zombies. Well, then there's this man who is in, again, blue velvet blazer, long, ecru-colored scarf, and he's helping his wife... Um in like the little uh, passageway in between cars, like in the little uh, like vestibule area. Mm-hmm. And he is like, they're standing there and then this fucking zombie just comes up through that vestibule and he's like, not having this. So he puts his wife in the bathroom and then just proceeds to like, 
beat the shit. Essentially beat the fuck out of the zombie with his hands. And then he eventually like pulls his wife into the next car and he joins her in that car. And that is your introduction to that character. And let me tell you, it just gets better from there. Honestly. Because he's fucking amazing. He is great. He's like, he's a little cocky. But he's kind of an asshole, but I'm into it. Yeah. There's one scene where we're coming down an escalator to what we think is a place of safety. And there's actually like the military supposed to be there. But it turns out, guess what? Military is all fucking zombies like Mm -hmm. the the folks that they have there. So um, it's not it's not going well. Um, and he sees it, he's the escalator. He and his wife are like going down the escalator and this motherfucker sees this shit happen, picks his wife, his whole ass wife, pregnant ass wife, his whole ass pregnant wife up. He just picks her up. She's standing in front of him, just puts her, deposits her on the other side of the fucking escalator, which are stairs. And this bitch just starts running on up. And I'm like, you know what? And then he follows her and is running behind her. And I'm like, I, I need I need somebody to take care of me like that. Sometimes you just need a man to pick you up and put and you on the other head side. Head you in, a du- in another direction. Head you in another direction. You know what? In this life, I've had several do just that, and it was <laughs> necessary. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So here's the thing is that, yes, so they stop because uh, they think that they're going to safety, which there's never any safety in zombie films. Like, don't don't believe it. Yes. I mean, has Walking Dead not taught us anything like there's always like this safe haven and rarely is it a safe haven. Right. Usually it's either uh fucking overcome with zombies or or a cult. The, or or a cult. Or a cult. And you know, like neither are really are excellent choices, no. I would say, for a living environment. I guess if you have to choose between zombies and cult, like I would maybe it depends on the cult, you know? Possibly. So like Negan was rough, but like I feel like if he had just had some good loving, he might have he might have been all right as a cult leader. He just what he needed was a strong female supporting character. Well, <laughs> not sure about that. <laughs> but I will say the thing about this movie is that these zombies are fucking like on like level 10. Yeah, they're not fast zombies, like comical fast zombies, but they're not slow zombies it, or weak zombies. They're 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 to me that's they're more true to what I think an actual zombie would be like because they have the strength of a human, they have the speed of a human, like the relative agility of a human, and I think that made them cuz I've I've said frequently on the show that I don't like fast zombies cuz I don't find them scary. I think that like takes away some of their fear, like some of the fear that's associated with them. Mm-hmm. Cuz for me, zombies are a psychological sort of fear. It's not about, you know, what they're I mean, you know what they're going to do to you. They're going to fucking eat you. But it's not about what they're going to do. It's about what they actually are, which is a body without a soul. Yeah, that's what they represent. Yeah, that used to be Mm-hmm. Um, it's a perversion of nature. Uh, and that's what's scary about zombies to me. But And so I was worried when you said that these were fast zombies, that that element was going to be missing for me. But they're not so fast that it's, like, impossible. Right. They're more realistic. And because of that, it kind of, like, I kind of bought in a little bit to the to the premise of the film. So here's the thing. For me, they were, like... In between, like, Dawn of the Dead zombie 
and World War Z zombie. Yeah. Like, World War Z zombies were just, like, on a whole other level that um, just sort of made it unrealistic. Yes. The fact that they were, you know, they would build walls and, like, all of this stuff. And, like, our... Our zombies here had that element, but not to that magnitude. But it wasn't right? like planned. Yeah. It, there are definitely moments when one of them falls and then you have kind of like a dog pile that does kind of create a wave. But it's not in World War Z. It was like that was a planned sort of element, mm-hmm. which to me took away some of the it just kind of broke the laws of the film. I think mm-hmm. that a zombie would know to to do to do this kind of planning yeah um there are lots of differing opinions on that if you have a differing opinion that's totally fine i'm cool with it zombies are very subjective things but for me that level of like i don't even really like 28 days later zombies because it's just too if you make them move too fast it sort of like breaks the believability for me yeah and and i'm given sort of permission to step out of the film and then i'm sort of like not necessarily relating to the fear that the characters are experiencing but i'm sort of like an onlooker and i'm i mean it's fine like i'll watch 28 days later and pop popcorn but like it's not an experience for me whereas this was a full experience for me this is what i this is one of the truest like portrayals of what i truly think a zombie apocalypse would actually look like like how Mm -hmm. it would start yeah and i mean it's just such a um the the location of it as well so like you're kind of for the most part you are just stuck on this train right and so i'm always a little concerned for movies that limit themselves to Mm -hmm. certain things because it can feel um bogged down or confined or just it but they really just sort of I didn't feel that way with this film Mm -mm. like I felt like I was on like a high speed train Mm -hmm. the whole time and Mm -hmm. like my point was to get to fucking Busan Mm -hmm. Um, it was sort of like a cross between Snowpiercer the film and The Walking Dead I felt yeah it was kind of like if you took those two movies and you like or those two things and you smooshed them together and made a film. Yeah. And I think that by limiting themselves as far as where, as far as basing the majority of the film on this one specific train, they then gave themselves a challenge, which they, they rose to for sure. Oh yeah. Sometimes by setting limits on ourselves, particularly when you're working in a creative sense, by setting limits, you challenge yourself to sort of like rise to, to tell the story that you want to tell yeah, um, within those bounds. Whereas if it had been all over the place, it's a little hard to, to focus on. Yeah. And another thing that I really appreciated about this film was that as this, uh, these zombies sort of take over this train kind of like car by car. Yeah. Um, and you're sort of left with your core group of people. The film also really explored what I thought to be a commentary on like, class like social class when you have you know one core group of people and another group of people and you get to a point to where one group doesn't want to let the other group into the car into the car and this other group is being like chased by the zombies like Mm -hmm. they are pressed to get to safety and then this other group of people is not letting them 
in. And it's at yeah. that moment that we've had some fucked up shit going on. Yeah. That was a particularly interesting. So we have in the beginning of the film, we have the zombies. You know, we have the the one girl who comes on the train. She's infected. She dies. She bites the the attendant. It spreads throughout the cabin. Um, at that point, the survivors, right? They rush into a car, they close the door, and it's actually our man who closes the door, Mm -hmm. and they realize the zombies can't open the door. It's not locked, but they don't know how to operate the door. They just know, move forward, right? So as long as they see the humans, they're moving forward towards the humans. So uh, our smart stockbroker guy, right, gets Mm -hmm. a stroke of inspiration, and he says, cover up the glass window, because the door in the train is glass, much like a subway or a metro. Um, so he covers up, they cover up the glass with newspaper and then the zombies stop yeah. being so agitated because they don't see the human beings there. Smell in this apparently is not a factor because there's it multiple. It wasn't touched on, I don't think. Yeah, there's multiple moments where zombies like right up in a human being's face and for various other reasons, um, they can't see in the dark either. The dark disorients them. Um, so there's different tweaks to the zombie lore in this. Um, but... They're super, of, super sound sensitive, yeah. which is not something that, you know, we often see in zombie movies and some, some not. Everybody plays with the lore. But basically, that's kind of the beginning premise. And then we, we have our man. Mm-hmm. His wife at one point gets separated get separated from him yeah so it was after the um incident at the train station where they had docked to meet the military yeah and then the zombie horde military horde comes at them and essentially you have the group of guys including our man that are trying to block them and hold them off and the other group runs to a train they get put into one car and then our other group of people follows in behind them unfortunately they get split and separated into uh, one group which is in the front of the train and then the other group is sort of in the back and they're trying to get to each other and they're like four cars apart yeah in order to do that they have to cross cars of zombies so our stockbroker man and then our our supporting character who we loved who by the way is played by uh actor sang hua Mm -hmm. i might be pronouncing it wrong i'm very sorry if i am please come find me and teach me how to pronounce it sir if i am pronouncing it incorrectly um anyway so he our stockbroker well, that's guy, his character name is it do yeah. i not know how to fucking read yeah IMD? madong oh okay all right well anyway him he's fabulous yes um he's gonna be in an avengers movie by the way so be on the fucking lookout for that i'm excited for that the, be the first time i fucking oh, be into watching a marvel i movie. will fucking be there on day one anyway so stockbroker man our favorite man and then uh this young boy this teenage boy who's on a baseball team by the way we have baseball team full of zombies in this film look out for that that's fucking awesome um they have to go four cars down through a bunch of like through four cars full of zombies to get to these people who were trapped one of whom is our man's pregnant wife so we know He about to go get her. Oh, yeah. He's about to go get her. He is, like, not having it. And he's like, fine. We just got to go bust through these Hell fucking yeah. parts of zombies. I'm going to fucking tape yeah. up. Absolutely. They tape them it's fucking fine. arms up. They, they, we have a wonderful, like, get swole, like, moment, moment of, uh-huh. like, them taping. The stockbroker man's taping his arms up. Our man's taping They're his prepping. arms up. Yep. 
Um, uh, everybody has a weapon. Our man just has himself because he is the weapon. Uh huh. I think the other two guys have a baseball bat. Um, or base. Yeah, they both have the other two guys have baseball bats. Yeah. There's a shield. Uh, and then our main guy just got his fucking fury fists of fire <laughs> up on himself. He said, I don't need no weapon. I don't need nothing. I'm going to tell you what. They open that motherfucking door and he goes charging into that cart. And he fucking lifts himself up and on kicks the seeds. The, uh, lifts himself up on the seats <laughs> and then just fucking proceeds to kick the shit out of the first zombie who dares cross his fucking path. He ain't worried about mm. nothing. And then I think at one point during the sequence, he lifts a fucking zombie up into the ceiling, into the ceiling. It, yeah. Into the ceiling. That was a good. Um, there's a lot. There's a couple good montages there of just like zombie butt kicking, which, as a zombie film fan, I fucking appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really good. So they they get all the way there. They rescue the people that they need to rescue. They come all the way back, and that's when we get into these issues of. Then we have a shift, right from that point. From the beginning of the film up to that point, the zombies are the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They're the thing that is inhuman, that is other. Uh, and at the point at which they get back to the to the last door that they need to cross through in order to be with the with the uninfected folks, um, that's when there's a shift. And there's a train conductor. He's not the conductor that's driving the train, but he works for the train company. And he is told, because the baseball guy who's with our group, who's going through kicking zombie ass, um, texts a girl who is on the other side with the uninfected people and tells them, look, we're coming. Be ready to open the door. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we rescued these people from further back and we're coming to you. Like, be sure to you know, open the let fucking us door. the fuck in. And so she tells the guy who works for the training station that these people are coming. And he says, how do we know they're not infected? They can't be in here with us. And so they fucking remember, I told you they didn't have to lock these doors because the zombies can't get through these doors. They don't lock for safety reasons. Um, So they take clothing and they tie it from the door handle to a chair so that they can make a makeshift barricade so that, when our heroes of the story get to this door, they can't open it. Yeah. And that's the shift where we see how disaster thinking sort of works. You know, Mm -hmm. we see it, we saw it even on a small scale with everything that's going on here with the coronavirus. I mean, these fucking people who are buying like carts and carts and carts full of fucking toilet paper and then either reselling it or just hoarding it all for themselves. Like we saw it on a small scale here. This is the way, you know, humans. And and it's one of the elements that I really like of zombie films is why I like zombie movies so much is because by putting that panic and that existential terror on people, some people don't really rise to meet the occasion so well. Some people are not our fucking dude who's kicking zombies in the chest and being noble as fuck. Mm -hmm. Some people panic and hoard and turn against other people and yep. try to have the upper hand against other people and try to, you know, keep themselves on top, basically. Yeah, self-preservation. Yeah, and only self-preservation and not thinking about anybody else, which is a huge theme of this movie, too, um, that's reiterated yeah. by our main character telling the child, yeah. like, only think, of, like, in the beginning, he tells the child, only think about yourself. Just take care of yourself. Yeah. But, of course... You know, he's not able to accomplish everything that he does without the help of Without others. the help of someone else, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sort of is played, like, his 
daughter is very opposite of his character. Yes. You know, throughout the whole time, she's very, like, giving, very, um, you know, just very sweet and very innocent. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like you said, it just comes to, you know, at this time where you are meeting, uh, where these two groups of people are meeting, I think he kind of just really sort of understands and sees then that, like, you know, the error in his ways Mm-hmm. I think that that kind of is like a, a tipping point there because I think just before then, you know, he realizes that like he can't he there's no way he would have been able to make it to his daughter without the help of these people. Mm-hmm. And then they get to this point um, and I think they eventually just end up busting the fucking door down. Yeah. And um, and making themselves in and letting themselves in. And then there's this huge standoff between the two groups where the two groups where the main group tells them to like go into another cart like go into right. the, the vestibule yeah and you know uh because the, sequester because yourself the worry there. is that they could potentially be infected even well, though they're showing also, no symptoms yeah so you also get into that sort of keep hive in mind, mindset keep in mind though that vestibule what they're talking about is the space between cars so we're our heroes were in this one car that had zombies in it then there was a space in between those two cars then there was the car where people were people right where there's nobody infected and then there was another vestibule the entire time that other vestibule was there so if you were worried about these people becoming infected like being infected which i understand yeah you could have put them in that vestibule and separated them from the general population in that car already yeah there was no need to try to lock a door to keep them out or keep them with other zombies because they could be infected for sure Mm -hmm. but they could also not be and if they're not you're dooming them to death for no reason. Right. Um, and it was mainly, it was driven by a hive mindset by that. Cause there's like your one guy who tends to like towards the end of the film, he sort of becomes your antagonist, not the zombies. Yeah. Um, this like really just fucking non vibe checking asshole guy. Non vibe checking. Did not pass the vibe. That's my new thing. Uh, and, he essentially just looks at this guy, looks at our main character, and is like, just starts telling people, like, oh, he's infected. Right. And then everyone just starts panicking yeah, and believing it, even thing. though that he's yeah. clearly not infected. Because right. the moment that you're fucking bitten, you're you turned into, into a, a zombie. zombie. There's not a fucking incubation period. Really? None. It's not a thing. And so it's just, but it shows, like, how ridiculous people can be mm-hmm. and how quickly you can be, um... Mm-hmm you know, made to believe something just because you're in like this crisis mode. Right. So they, our people go into the vestibule and then, uh, well, (laughs) turn them jokes on the other people because then the fucking, uh, zombies end up getting into that cart and just fucking destroying and murdering everyone. Uh, and our people in our vestibule are safe and sound. Uh, um, so eventually we get, uh, the train, um, comes to a stop because it's not uh the path is blocked by another train and um we have a huge sequence to where our people now have to uh get onto another train <laughs> to busan by the way shout out to the the guy who was the conductor yeah on the like you see the conductor pull up and he's like well damn it because there's bitch. a fucking train that's on fire blocking the fucking way mm-hmm. uh and he's like well he gets on the announcer and he's like passengers anybody who's still alive <laughs> i'm gonna just try to get on over to this other train i'm gonna put it on the left hand track if you alive go on ahead and try to get See, over there and if you want it 
We go into Busan, motherfucker. I love that Bless because him. he didn't know if anyone was fucking alive. He could have been the he only person know. alive. Hell no. But he's he like, I'm like, going to make the announcement. And he still had his uniform on. Hell yeah. And he, he still went. had that shit buttoned up too. Professional. Yep. A yep. consummate professional. Honestly. Unfortunately, he didn't make it. No, he did not. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know who did? <laughs> the asshole who fucking tried to prevent our main characters from entering safety. That motherfucker survived because you know what? They always do. But you know what? He survived long enough to get every other motherfucker killed. That is true. Except for our dude's pregnant wife and the main character's child. And there's this whole moment of, we're not going to like go into the particulars of the ending, but it was like he survived long enough to fuck everybody basically. Pretty much, yeah. And then he died. Yeah. And then we cheered because he was a bastard. Yeah. And then we're left with a sad moment uh, because, you know, it does affect our main character who sort of, uh, you know, has a moment of self-sacrifice, I should say. Yeah, he finds the, um, after a whole life of kind of being an asshole and ignoring his kid, he is, it's kind of sad because obviously he gets bitten. Duh. Um, trying to save his kid and it's there's no way to get around it so he just gets bitten yeah and to save the kid and then he knows that he's going to be turning and the kid is crying because the kid's like four years old so the kid's crying we have a really sad moment she doesn't want him to leave but he knows that he's got to right basically or he's going to kill them all and it was like such a um I mean, it is a little tropey, like it is a little contrived, but I didn't mind it because it was kind of like an allegory. It felt like a very allegorical moment because mm. how many times, like you're thinking to yourself, how many times did that kid cry and ask him to stay with her when he was just going to work? Yeah. And he's he realizing, right, he's realizing in this moment that she's asking him to stay and this is the one time in his life that he truly cannot stay. Yeah. And all those other times when she asked him to stay, he could have. And he didn't. Yeah. And like realizing the truth of that and the gravity of that is just like, it's, it's rough. It, it had, me, you, it had feels, your girl in, your, in her feels. It puts you in your feels. It but definitely does. He goes outside and as he's turning, we kind of, we kind of got a little bit of foreshadowing with the, the guy who we fucking hated, who survived long enough to kill everybody else and then fucking died. Um, he, when he was turning, he started talking about his mom, that he wanted to see his mom and that mm-hmm. he was scared and like afraid. And, and he was reciting his address almost like he was a small boy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was clearly a moment from his childhood that he was reliving as he went full zombie. Mm-hmm. And our main character goes to the back of the train. And as he is sort of turning, having that moment of going from human into zombie, his, we get to see inside his head and what his, final thought is and it's holding his daughter when she was first born Mm -hmm. and then he throws himself off the train so that he doesn't kill his daughter would be a huge huge buzzkill if he did um plot twist so it's kind of cool that like and i wonder if it was like that for every single person who was turned where the moment that they turned right because it is kind of their death Mm -hmm. right the moment that they turned they saw like one particular moment in their life yeah. And that was like their final memory. So that was kind of cool because I don't know that we've seen that in zombie films before. Like I've personally, I've never seen 
I haven't seen every single fucking zombie film that's ever been made, so I'm not going to say it's never been done before. But so don't I've come never for her, Twitter. S- don't come for me, Twitter. But I have never seen that, and I thought that was an interesting element to kind of bring in. I don't think I have either, now that I think about it. I think you always see, like, you get... You never get that internal monologue, Mm-mm. really, of what is going on. Mm-mm. You always get, like, what they're thinking up until their human point. Right. Um, but typically there isn't, like, typically they just go from, like, alive, human, right. dead zombie. And right. And they have no, there's no, like, in between. So I think that they sort of going back to, like, tweaking the lore a little mm-hmm. bit or, you know, really just making their own thing. Um sort of blurring those lines because you sort of you know you see the eyes begin to you know glaze over and you see the skin start to change but then you also see that you know that there's like a smile when you know that he's seeing this happy memory and that there's sort of just like a a blending of like human and zombie there and you're in this limbo space yeah and it's in that limbo space that our main character is able to throw himself right off you know, the train so that he, you know, so that we're ultimately left with, um, you know, this woman who right. is carrying a child and also his daughter. And right. they're the last. Um, there are survivors. There are survivors. There are there final, are final girls. girls. Yes. yes. Um, by the way, just a caveat before we move on from that. He is not, our main character is not the only character who once bitten and in the process of turning to a zombie into a zombie is able to make conscious decisions and have control over their bodies for a short period of time. And that's where we'll leave that because yeah. it hurts too much to fucking yeah, talk not, about. And it hurts too much. It's so we're not going to talk about it. We decided. No, memories. We just glazed right over that. Because we got um, fucking you watch upset. This film, you'll know what we're talking about. You'll know it. Um, you'll so, know it. Send us a tweet about it. Email us about it. Yeah. We'll talk about it there in privacy, but we can't. We can't do it here. So no. we have our final girls, and they ride uh, the train right on into Busan. Well, right on to the outskirts of to Busan. To the outskirts of Busan. So Busan, being fucking smart... Um, we've heard through like a radio communication or a phone call, this random obscure phone call that the stockbroker took. It was definitely placed there to just give us an overall like arching plot. Yeah. Um, he um, is told that Busan is actually succeeding in defending the city against this outbreak or whatever's happening. Um, they smartly, once we get to Busan or to the outskirts of Busan, we realize why. And it's because they've blown up all the fucking bridges into the city, which is the first fucking thing that you should do. Yeah. Um, honestly. Um, and they have these like outposts set up that like clearly there was some sort of outbreak there because there are like military guys who who were clearly zombies but have since been <laughs> eliminated. And our two main characters get off the train because they can't ride it any further and they walk up to this tunnel thing. It's a super dark tunnel, super scary, definitely not what you want to enter in a zombie film. No. But because we're uh, dealing with a zombie film and the many metaphors therein, our characters enter into this dark tunnel, into the unknown, with bravery and faith. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. theme for you. Um, Yeah. So they enter into this tunnel, and on the other side of the tunnel, we see the military, who's set up in Busan, not fucking around watching them through the scope of a rifle. And they're trying to figure out, are they zombies? Are they not zombies? 
And they see it's a pregnant woman and a child, right? And you have to imagine that these guys have seen countless fucking zombies at this point. Like anybody can be a zombie. A child can be a zombie. And if a child zombie bites you, guess what? You're still fucked. True. So they're watching them through the scope and they basically get the order to kill them. And at that moment, the child starts singing. And there's this whole, you know, because she's scared, she's singing to kind of get her through that moment. And there's this whole scene at the beginning of the movie where she's talking to her dad about why he never has time for her. And there was some concert, some chorus. um, Like a recital. Yeah, like a recital. And she apparently didn't sing because she didn't see him in the audience there to see her. It was kind of glazed over. she couldn't sing. Like she had started singing, but then found that she couldn't because she noticed that her father wasn't there. Right. So she didn't have well, there the was courage no point. Yeah, to sing. Yeah, she didn't have the yeah. courage to sing. Yeah. So then she finally, you know, sings. And because she starts singing, obviously we know in this world, zombies can't sing. I guess these motherfuckers would have been fucked if they had a singing, like the singing frog. You had a singing zombie. <laughs> they would have been jammed up. <laughs> But she started singing, so that let them know, okay, no, this isn't a zombie that we're dealing with. These are people, so we need to save them. So then they rush in, and they escort them to what we imagine is safety, and that's the end of the film. Yeah. Kind of ends there. It does. Um, Which is kind of where I wanted it to end. It ended exactly where I wanted it to end. I didn't need to see safety. I didn't need to be reassured of safety. I thought it would have been a little heavy handed had they went into like a whole emotional like safety scene at the end because you were just coming off that really sort of high emotion moment on the train. Yeah. And I think that they ended it well because it just sort of bookmarked it and stopped it right there. And it's like this is where we're ending. Um, And I think that had they went further, it would have just prolonged the film. And then I would have started feeling like, okay. Right. I'm done with this. Yeah. Yeah. They knew their they knew their moments. I think they knew their message. And they knew their moments, the moments they wanted to hit real hard. And so they hit those and they kind of like were comfortable. They knew where their story was, I guess. And their story was not like the, oh, prolonged safety scene, crying, hugging military people that they don't even fucking know. Like it was very um, succinct and I appreciated that. Yeah, definitely. They were finished hurting us. Is basically what happened. Finished hurting us? <laughs> yeah, they knew when they were done fucking punching us in the face. <laughs> punching us right in them feels. I mean, honestly. So, um... Are we digging into our tomatoes? I think we're digging into our tomatoes right now. There's a little bucket of tomatoes here. It looks like we've got a 93% on the tomato meter. It's because it's fucking good, man. Fucking this is good, awesome. This is a good-ass movie. Um, do you want to read a tomato and I'll read a splat? I don't see any splats, actually. Shit. It's because it's good. <laughs> See, there you go. Well, you will. Oh, no, we've got one. You'll read it. Do you want to read a tomato? Yes. I got to get my tomatoes, though. They're fucking hiding them from me. Hang on. All right. Well, what I'll go I? in. Um, I'll go Okay, in. I have a tomato. Okay. I have a tomato. You go. Um, funny, scary, and with its heart in the right place. Funny? Yeah, there were moments of like, (laughs) 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 I'm worried about you, I don't know. (laughs) That was from Mike Senti. Funny? I'm trying to think if there was, maybe. I feel like there were some moments. I mean, you have to remember like the second, the second lady to turn is that train attendant. And we see her like 15 minutes after this like really, really gruesome scene where like three cars full of people turn into zombies. 
And we see her after that, like they go back to her and she's like stumbling through a car. She's still got a heel on though, girl. That is true. Okay. Still looking good. Still looking good. Funny. That kind is Kind of. In a horrible way. <laughs> well, I got a splat that I most definitely don't agree with. Uh, and that says, what Train to Busan truly needs and disappointingly lacks is heart. What? Where? <laughs> where is it lacking, boo? Bish, where? We are in the ventricle. What are you talking about heart? Look, if anybody knows heart, it's it the would be heart. the haunted heart. That is fucking Cause true. Because heart, baby, is all we fucking have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit, yeah. Fuck yeah. Talent, ability, mm-hmm. technical expertise. Mm-hmm. Nah, heart. That's all mm-hmm. we got. That's why we <laughs> named the show that. That is true. That is very true. So, um, yes. So with this, uh, I will say that there is a uh, sequel that is supposedly in the works called Peninsula. Hell yeah. I most definitely will check it out. I will check it out, but let me tell you, I'm prepared to be disappointed. I think it's supposed to be a new cast, so I don't think, I think it's going to be like, it's not going to be the same thing. Yeah. Set in the same world, but something different, which makes me want, like, I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot, right? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'm going to be prepared to be hurt, though. It's just who I am. Because <laughs> our main guy is not going to be in it. That's why. Our secondary character guy, who was well, to but us. Our main guy. Our main guy. <laughs> oh, um, yes. But that's fine, because we're going to catch him in that Marvel movie, <laughs> uh, where he's playing a big, strong man, apparently. So we'll look forward to that. Right. Um, so for me, I will Does say- Does he play that, or is he just that? And real? I need that man to come up in my life and make some changes. I mean, <laughs> like... I, shit. Uh, we'll see. Hey, if you're listening, <laughs> email us at the haunted art podcast. Email us at gmail.com. Leave us a review. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I most definitely have to chill with this film. I had I like had to make sure that Katie watched it because mm-hmm. um I was like, I just think you'd fucking love it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that um I Typically, like I said at the start of this, I don't like zombie films for the most part. Um, so it took me by surprise. Um, and I was just with it the whole ride, literally. Mm-hmm. I was riding in that train and we I was on, on my that edge. Train to Busan, like, girl. My like first time and even my second time watching it, especially with, yeah. with you, I was like still on edge because there are certain things that like I can watch something by myself and like experience it, but then there are, you know, when you're watching it with someone for the first time, like there are certain things that, you know, you pick up on that I m- might necessarily didn't see. When you're watching it with your bestie, it When you're watching different. it with your bestie, which is the best time to watch fucking You know Netflix, what? But don't honestly. break quarantine to do it. Just use like Google mm-hmm. Hangout. So I fucking chill with this film. What about you? I chill with it. I chill with it. Yeah. 100%. I second everything that you said, actually. Oh. That's how I feel. <laughs> That's I, how you I chill feel. with that man. I uh, I was hurt deep. <laughs> yeah. By this film, but it's all right. I'm still gonna chill with it. Yeah. As much as I would like to vindictively kill it because it hurt me, it was it was a very good message. I think they knew the story that they wanted to tell. They knew the beats that they wanted to hit, and they did it perfectly. And it's great. Yeah. It's well done. Well, that's awesome. Very well done. Who was the director? Oh, should um, we? Yeah. So usually... the director. Um. Yeah. So it was direct. I can't. I'm gonna. Butcher the it's name. Okay. <laughs> Yan Sang Ho. I think that's, yeah, Yan Sang Ho. Yeah, yeah. Yan Sang Ho. When, 
what other movies has that person made? Um, so I don't think I know. I feel like I know that name. So there is um some animated. There's an animated film called The King of Pigs uh, and the mm-hmm. Fake, and then. Um, I think this was his first live action film Got was it. Train to Busan okay. and then did a film called uh, Psychokinesis in 2018, which is a superhero film, apparently. Hmm. So I kind of want to watch more of his stuff. It sounds he sounds bomb. Yeah. OK. Korea got some good movies. Mm-hmm. We're into it. So South Korea be be killing the horror game. I've heard of, I've heard of a lot of really, really, really good stuff from them. Yeah. So, gotta watch. Open up your minds, people. Let's get into more. We want more Indian horror. This is what we're doing in 2020. I mean, we're already in a fucking pandemic, so we're just gonna (laughs) watch anything and everything that we already fucking can. So, open up your horizons. Why not? Right for as long as we can. For as long as we can. So, go. Our borders might be closed due to a global pandemic. That's what I'm saying. But our minds. Are open. That's what I'm saying. You can't fucking travel to South Korea right now. Watch a fucking South Korean horror film. Yeah. That's all I have to say Absolutely. on that. Absolutely. So. All right. Uh, well, I guess it's time for your spiel, ain't it? That's it. Oh, should I talk about the socials? Ah, yeah. You got to talk about the socials. You can't miss I'll that. How else socials. would people find us? Yeah. <laughs> find us. Stalk us. Haunt us. Um, Spook us. We Please do. <laughs> Please. Find us on Instagram. We're at The Haunted Heart Podcast. Find us on Twitter. We are at The Haunted Heart. On Facebook, you can search The Haunted Heart Podcast. If you will, give our page a like and give us a recommendation. Why not? Treat it like a podcast review. Mm-hmm. It helps us with the algorithms and whatnot in Facebook. Um, you can also join our closed Facebook group, which is a great place for discussion. Um, there's a lot of cool fucking people in there, people who are way cooler than us. The group is private, so nobody on your friends list will be able to see everything that you're posting in there, unless they're also in the group, at which point y'all should probably talk more because clearly you got a lot in common Mm -hmm. who knows maybe hit them up maybe take them to coffee maybe take them to a zombie film after the pandemic (laughs) after that yes (laughs) for now maybe a google hangouts google hangouts yep oh a netflix party they're doing that now i heard about that so have a netflix party (laughs) i'm just saying netflix (laughs) we over here shelling your shit man anyway Um, yeah, so check our, out our Facebook group. You don't have to worry about any fucking quarantine there, sis, because it's all online. We're socially distancing in the group every day. We've been about that life. We've been on that life. We've been telling y'all. Uh, it's the new way to socialize. Anywho, you can also check us out on patreon.com slash the haunted heart. If you like what we do, if you want to leave a little coin on the dresser for us for doing it, we very much appreciate it. Every dime from the Patreon goes back into the show. I can tell you the truth on that because mm. I'm doing our fucking taxes right now. I'm telling you, it's all going back in the show <laughs> and more. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate our Patreon supporters and you can get access to all kinds of bonus content you can get early access to episodes you can get full length episodes that are released only to patreon uh you can get access to our our patreon only discord which is very exciting mm-hmm. um so definitely check us out there patreon.com slash the haunted heart slash the haunted heart slash the haunted heart slash it unless you want instagram 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 <laughs> instagram unless you want instagram and then you got to add that podcast behind <laughs> that haunted heart Ma'am. Yeah. 
Okay. All right, guys. Well, that's it. So uh, you know what you got to <laughs> do. All right, guys. Well, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> that's it. I mean, honestly, that's it. I don't know what else to say. Awkward ass ending. I mean, okay. Listen, well, all right. So this we're is done. the equivalent of us like just scooting towards the door well, as we're... we're trying to leave. And Aunt Kathy's <laughs> trying to give us our 15th hug. And we are like, we have got to go drink we're, wine in the car. We're done talking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's it. No. Uh, All right. You know what you got to do. Until next time, you better sit down on that couch with Aunt Kathy. Sit down on the train. Watch some of that good, good Netflix horror and stay smooth.